So I saw this thing on Facebook the other day that said, God gives his toughest battles to his strongest warriors. Oh, so when I you like say that. it like that, and there's like a graphic of like an angel and stuff and like mm. people looking all rugged, mm-hmm. that tells me that's scripture. It's got to be. Uh, well, I think it's probably just as much scripture as uh, God will never give you more than you can handle. Ooh, that one's in there, right? That's in the I Bible? I don't think so. I you know, I think there might be words that sound like that, but uh-huh. not in that order. Well, here's the thing. So when people uh, twist the word of God or they misrepresent the word of God for personal gain, um, or maybe just because they don't understand it, it leads others to misunderstand and often mistrust God mm. and his word. Yeah. And we've been tackling a lot of these misunderstood Bible verses in yes, a series have. that we're simply calling misunderstood Bible verses. Very Bible simple. verses. That's right. So uh, what does 1 Corinthians ten thirteen really mean and how do we I'll live that out. Yep. Yeah, stick around because we are going to talk about how this verse gets misunderstood. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Real life, no myth. Where we talk about myths and misunderstandings surrounding life, race, faith, and culture. If you'd like to support the Nick Smith Podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or you can give through our Patreon. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends can know what you're listening to. Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith and Kylie Jo Smith. And today we are talking about 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Because you've all heard that God won't put more on you than you can handle, right? Like you've heard this? Sadly, yes. We're going to find out where people are getting that from. But before we do, we just want to say hello to our inner circle. Yes. The IC. Oh, yeah. And next week, if you're not a part of the inner circle, you get to hear about this and wonder, what is that going to be like? And if you are a part of the inner circle, you'll get to find out what that's going to be like. We are going to do a, um, like a Facebook chat. What do you, what is, what is it called? Like FaceTime, Zoom. FaceTime, Zoom with our inner circle. Yes. Um, first ever, um, on the next big podcast. And so we're going to do that and it's going to be awesome because all the people that have been um, pouring into this ministry who have been. Really getting the exclusive content Mm -hmm. on the side. Well, not like that, but like they've been getting all the (laughs) exclusive content. We'll be giving away none on the side, just so y'all know. Um, They're going to get to talk to each other and meet each other. Some of them live in different states. Um, I think we have um, one of our inner circle members lives in Canada. Mm -hmm. And so we're in a different province. What's a different (laughs) country, province? Country. Um, Country. That works. And so, yeah, that'll be really awesome. So that'll happen next week. If you're a part of that already, you get to do it. If you're not, you can still you join still in. Time. You can join in for $2 a month. We'll talk yes. about that later. Yes, but yes. I just wanted to kind of get that in your ears. <laughs> just put it on in there. So um, let's jump into it. Okay. So what we've been talking about throughout this series is uh, this idea that content without context leads to confusion. Mm. And so... I'm the, telling you, it needs to be a t-shirt. It, it might be. It might be. I might have to ask my uh, graphic designer over here to whip something up. That's my I'll see if she's available. <laughs> if she can pencil it in. <laughs> um, but this idea that if you just grab a verse and you try to apply it mm. randomly without knowing its context, you're going to confuse some folks. Yeah. Well, and I think with this verse in particular, mm-hmm. um, it's if you try to grab this verse and um, like there's there's a using it for yourself. Like there's that yeah. personal self-talk. Mm-hmm. That we want that we want the word of God to be for us sometimes, and sometimes there there are definitely psalms. I think there's definitely some points in Scripture where mm-hmm. you know it Bless can the be Lord, oh my soul. Yes, like we're we're really speaking to ourselves. We're trying to um, speak the truth of God over ourselves. But then there's these times where we take certain scriptures that are not meant for that. We try to make it into our own personal little um, I don't know this like self help 
mantra. Yeah. Well, and let just so everyone's clear, we're going to just read the verse so you know what we're yeah. talking about. So uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, and it goes as follows. The word of God says, Please rise for the reading if of you the word of God. For the epistle reading today. <laughs> uh, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Mm. So what we see um, or what we've heard a ton is a very small portion of this pericope. That's a fancy church wow. word. Wow. This Look little seminary education you know I mean? coming in handy. I, I paid money for that word right now. There's an old tuition <laughs> that comes. It's a $5 word. <laughs> <laughs> the, the pericope. As, no, the pericope, <laughs> uh, people take this little snippet and they don't even say the whole verse. They just mm. say, um, he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But then they take that outside of temptation and they say, he won't put more on you than you can handle. See, and isn't that just like the enemy mm-hmm. to take all images of temptation or sin out of it <laughs> and make it all about you. The boy crazy. You, you shrewd. The boy crazy. The boy wild. You. Say, it's a wild you just, boy. Not cool. <laughs> Um, but really, I mean, then what happens is people tend to think it means something completely different than what it was yeah. meant to mean. It really takes the full meaning out of it. So yeah. let's talk about what people are, how it's used, how it's mm-hmm. um, used incorrectly. Yeah, it's it's really used as this like, whatever you're going through, it must mean that you can handle it. You must be one of God's toughest warriors. You got to be strong. You're strong. You can handle this. You got this. Yes. God is on your side. He is with you. He is. And while it's true that God is for you. Sorry, my nose keeps scratching. <laughs> Your nose is scratching? It's itching. Like people watching the video are going to be like, why does he keep touching his nose? I don't know, allergies, something. Anyway, yeah. keep going. Um, but God is with you and he is for you in the battle. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, we can't take all of that to mean that like we're so strong and so great. Exactly. Like God's like your, he's like your hype man or he's like your, <laughs> he's your sidekick. Or like, <laughs> like it, it almost has this image of like God looks down and it's like, okay, you can bench 350. Okay, I'm going to give you Got the tough, you. the toughest battle because you're you're tough. Yeah. Um, which is really the opposite of the gospel because mm. the gospel is in my weakness. He is strong. Come on. And everything that I do should be about glorifying God and yeah. about uh, glorifying His strength and yeah. and resting in His power and His might mm-hmm. and and not my own. Yeah. And so when we're trying to use this verse to mean, hey, you're you're tough. You'll get through this. You you must be strong. God knows. That's why you God have knows all this you stuff could on handle you. it. Yeah. And honestly, I've heard that people have said, I mean, in different seasons, mm-hmm. you know, God must know that you can handle that because that's why he's giving it to you. And it's this weird, like it kind of massages the ego of like, bit, yeah, yeah, that's right. God's given to me because I can handle this. I got this. Mm-hmm. When really, I mean, that's all the enemy needs for yeah. you to really believe that you're not going to fall. Oh my goodness. Um, and yeah. Paul talks about that later on. No, right before. Um, right before the, that. The yeah. Right he talks about that, that like yeah. in this exact same pericope, um, <laughs> this, this section of like, Look, don't think, don't think you got it. Yeah. Um, and, but that's really what the misunderstanding is, is that, oh, I got this. I can mm-hmm. do this. And it's that rugged individualism that we mm-hmm. really love here in America because we've built entire, well, we've built an entire nation off of that, that idea of, of, that, yeah. of like, you got to do what you got to do and you got to be strong and you got to be the strongest in the room and the smarter one. And cause, cause you can handle, you got this. And it's, it's an issue because it, it really creates this like, distance between us and the Lord instead of drawing us near to him. It's like, Oh no, God, don't worry. I got, this. I got. This. Yeah. And so understanding this, this or misunderstanding this verse leads us further away from a dependence on God, which mm-hmm. is what we really need is a dependence on his power and his might. And it pushes us more into ourselves, which um, when you believe that you can handle whatever God puts on you, uh, first off that, that puts God in a position of 
uh, torturing you. Like God's mm. putting stuff on you. Like he wouldn't get, he wouldn't put this battle on you, but you know, we live in a broken world and sometimes, sometimes <laughs> things just happen. My lips got in the way sometimes. of my words. Sometimes things just happen. <laughs> sometimes things just happen. Sometimes uh, other people's sin causes issues in our life. Sometimes our own sin yes. causes issues in our and life. And so for us to be like, well, God gave me this battle because no, maybe your stupidity gave you that battle or maybe the brokenness of this world and maybe it had nothing to do with, with you and maybe somebody drunk driving causes battle mm. in your life. Um, but for us to be like, God did it. And, but he knows I'm strong enough to handle it. Yeah. That kind of makes us see God as this vindictive, mm-hmm. um, kind of person who just like messes with people. Yeah. Like, Oh, you're strong. Torture, torture, torture. Yeah. You're I strong. love, there's a, there's a scene in the movie Bruce Almighty, mm-hmm. which is a great movie. Um, where Jim Carrey, the, well, Bruce, the main character, he's like, such a victim of his situation. He's, yeah. he's so like, oh, everything's going wrong in my life. And he's like, God is a mean kid on an anthill. Mm-hmm. And he ha- it just pa- he paints this image of God as like looking for the next ant to, to like burn his feelers off, I yeah. think is what he says. And watch me squirm. Like yes. as though God is attacking him and he's, he's a victim of every single thing. And um, it can go the opposite way too. You can always be the hero in every mm-hmm. situation. Well, that only turned out well because... God knew I could handle it. And I did. I handled it really well. Exactly. And yeah. then it leads us to not be able to see the error of our own ways. Like, oh, well, yeah, maybe you did really well um, with this thing. But did you forget that this also went wrong and you were also responsible for this? And so it, it really it, it makes it hard for us to have humility mm-hmm. when we are seeing this as this is about me and how much I can handle. And it's also like in a weird way, it's almost painting God like on one hand, it's like he's that vindictive or he's he's trying to make bad things happen to us or mm-hmm. things happen to us uh, because we're so tough but then he's also in the same breath he's that nice and easy god who's never going to give you anything more than you can he's yeah. like he's like taking it easy he's like oh man you got this you're good yeah like, that, what that'd be you can other. bench 350 i'm gonna give you 300 like i think you, you got this <laughs> this isn't too bad for you that's like the other side of the same coin right yeah. it's like either one side god is giving you all this hard stuff because you're so tough and you can handle it even though you're crumbling, you can handle this. Mm. Uh, on the other side, it's like, well, the reason your life's going so good is because God wouldn't give you more than you can handle. And, you know, mm. he's just, he wants you to be comfortable. He doesn't want to challenge you. Mm. Um, he just wants you to enjoy a life of ease. Yeah. Uh, which is not anywhere in this bad boy. Right. Yeah. right. And it's, Bible. it's like God's grace then gets reduced down to what we feel we can manage. Mm-hmm. And stress um, management and conflict yes. mitigation. And like, okay, I got, I got this. And we're, where then we're, we're always surveying the land of like, okay, what's going on over here? I can handle that. I got this. And mm-hmm. instead of looking at God's grace in each situation, despite our failure, yeah. um, in spite of our inability to handle everything That's that right. gets thrown at us by the world, that gets put um, in front of us by God's grace and his sovereign will. But, but it just, it makes it really, really hard for us to, like you'd said, rely on God yeah. as opposed to or excuse me, to rely on God, period. No, yeah. no, as opposed to. Um, and also, like, I think you, we were, we've been talking about this, the um, things being difficult and things mm-hmm. being challenging for us or people making things challenging for us is acceptable mm-hmm. in certain areas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so like. But for some reason with God, it's like, no, no, he would never. Yeah, we God this, would never do that to me. We have this weird double standard with God <laughs> to where we accept things in people that we were like, oh, well, God wouldn't, God would never behave in that yeah. such a way, um, which there are some things like sin. Yes. Lying. Yes. Mm-hmm. Deception. But 
like challenging us, helping us grow, um, holding us accountable, um, any of these things we'll accept from a mentor, from a coach, from a teacher, from a parent. Um, Even if we don't like it, we'll be like, well, it's understandable. My coach is making me run five miles. Like he wants me to get faster. But when God puts us or allows things to happen in our lives so that he can walk us through them so that it will uh, build our character. So it'll grow Mm -hmm. us so that we'll know him more. It's like, well, God wouldn't want me to feel discomfort or challenge me in any sort of way. Mm. That's not, that's not God. That's more than I can handle. Why would God tell me I'm wrong? Like why would God? And so, See, and some people can't handle being wrong, but I'm gonna tell <laughs> you, God's gonna put that on. He's gonna put it on. It's on you right now. You can't shake it off. Like uh, a stink, you can't get rid of. Um, <laughs> and so, but there is an accurate way to um, to interpret and to understand this verse mm-hmm. uh, in context. And yes. we're gonna jump into that uh, right now. But before we do, um, please, please, please like, share, subscribe. Um, let somebody know about this, and click buttons all around that let you know. When Not just all around, they might end up clicking off the video. Well, then, but oh, then click, click back on it, click and then we get around. another, then go, come back, <laughs> you know what I mean? We come back uh, to it. All right, well, so let's get into what the context of this scripture actually is. Okay, so first off, Paul's talking to the church in Corinth, which um, we have two of, of Paul's letters to the Corinthians. We believe there could be as many as four. There's just some we don't it know. It was always messing up. Well, because, yeah, the Corinthian <laughs> church was this church that, like, when Paul would be there, he'd be trying to be cool with them. And then when he'd leave, he'd be like, y'all are acting up. So he'd have to write these letters to be like, stop doing dumb stuff, Corinth. Um, I love y'all and I want you to, to live right. And so but he, you can't sleep with your sister. You can't do it. That's it's in one not of the letters. Okay. Or not daughter. Cool. I can't remember which it was. It's like your, yeah, your mother-in-law or something. I don't know. But cool. anyone in your family, just general, don't do it. And so what Paul's saying in this section, he's giving the Corinthians Um, insight from Israel's history. And he's talking through chapter 10. He's like, look, these people that lived in the cloud that saw the miracles of Moses, these people that were seeing the miracles, the manna, they still messed up. Mm -hmm. They walked into uh, sexual immorality. They were idolaters. They did all this stuff to, to sin. Right. And then in verse 12, he says, uh, well, in verse 11, 11, these things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for Mm -hmm. us on Mm -hmm. whom the culmination of the ages have come. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. He's saying, listen, all this bad stuff that happened where Israel like fell and fell and fell, learn from that. So when you think you got it all together, realize you're this close to falling into sin. You're wow. this close to messing up. And, and then he goes on and he says, um, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to man. You're not in the toughest battle. The temptation you're dealing with, everybody deals with the same temptation. Mm. Temptations to serve self above God. Temptation to please self above others. Temptation to to be selfish, to be um, lustful, wrathful, angry. Like everyone deals with these. Mm-hmm. And so what Paul's saying is, listen, no temptation has overtaken you. You can't be like the devil made me do it. No, Ooh. you're dealing with the same temptation that everybody else is. Mm-hmm. Except, or except he goes on, he says, and God is faithful. So you're dealing with this nonsense that's common to people. God is faithful, though, and he won't let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, because you will be tempted, um, he will also provide a way out so that Mm. you can endure it. So what this verse is not saying is when you're going through trials and tribulations that you're dealing with this pain because God knows you're strong and you can handle it. Right. That's not what this verse is saying at all. Yeah. This verse is not saying that when you're um, struggling in your sin, that you can just manage and, and pull yourself out of that sin mm. by sheer willpower, by standing your ground and overcoming. Mm. Like that feeds into that rugged individualism being like, yeah. oh, well, I don't, I'll just stand here and fight it by sheer willpower. Mm. Not what this verse is saying. Yeah. So what he is saying though, 
is that when you start to deal with temptation, he's speaking about sin in your life. When you're being tempted to do something that's not godly, God will give you a way out. Yeah. Like there's always an option to not sin. Yeah. And so just to be clear, that way out, again, looking at this in, with the understanding that this is about temptation to sin, mm-hmm. the temptation to fall into things that we've seen other people fall into, that you know yeah. you've fallen into before. This is about running from that. This is about yes. God is going to give you a way out of that temptation, mm-hmm. not God's going to give you a way out of situations that you just don't like being in. Mm. Because Oh, say that again for somebody. I don't know if I can repeat all that. Just God, rewind it. God will not, it's <laughs> not saying that God's going to give you a way out of a situation just because you don't want to be in that situation because you're uncomfortable, because you're challenged, because someone's Because you don't like the people that are there. Yes. Some of those situations will grow you. But what this is saying is when you are dealing with sin in your life, the last thing you want to do is get arrogant, get haughty, because taking the first misunderstanding of the scripture, right? Mm-hmm. God won't give me more than I can handle. So I can be around people that drink, even though I'm an alcoholic, no. because God wouldn't give me this freedom in Christ if I couldn't handle that. Or even taking it a step further, I can have a drink and not mm-hmm. get drunk. Yeah, because, you know, even though I deal with alcoholism, God wouldn't give me more than I can handle. No, that's not what this is saying. That's yeah. actually leading you into temptation. And yeah. what, what Paul says is if you think you're, you're this self, um, self-made individual and you can just handle whatever's put in front of you, you're going to fall. Yeah. Stand, um, let's say, if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. Yeah. Right. The second you think you got it all figured out, watch out because yeah. something can come and knock you off your game if you're yeah. not relying on God's grace. Right. And so he's saying run like no temptation has overcome you and he will give you a overcome way out. Overcome you? Overcame you. No, t- y'all know what I meant. <laughs> Stop. See, no, no temptation is going to overtake you. Get it right, Pastor. You got to read the right, you got to read the right words. I was, all I'm saying. You know what I'm, y'all get it. <laughs> So you're not going to be overtaken by sin <laughs> if you run, not stand yeah. your ground. This isn't a stand your ground issue. Mm. This is when you Come see, on. that's why we have the shield of faith, right? The only offensive weapon we have in the armor of God is the sword. The sword. And so um, we, we have all these defensive weapons to protect ourselves so that God can be the one that fights about. Yeah. And one of the areas that we see this um, really affecting people the most is in recovery ministries. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you mentioned kind of not passively, but you mentioned like, Oh, well, I can be around people who are drinking. And, and I can't tell you the number of times um, people that we have known that we have, we've walked through their, in their recovery journey have mm-hmm. gotten to that place where it's like, well, I can still go to those places and I can still be around those people. And it's really easy to think that when I say, no, you can't, that I'm being harsh. Yeah. It's really easy to think that when someone who's, holding you accountable that says, no, you can't be around those people. You can't, you can't minister to those people in the midst of you trying to walk out of that battle. You can't do it. No one's saying you can't help them eventually. Mm -hmm. But the hard part is when we think that we are standing firm, that's right. That's when we fall because that's all the enemy needs is for you to think that you are standing firm on your own, on your own and to not really have an understanding of where your feet are planted on the rock. Mm. Come on. Like that's the issue. Yeah. And so this is one of those things that we hear this scripture. Um, we don't even realize how far reaching the implications are of misunderstanding it. But really, if you think that you can be in a place where it's like, well, I can handle this because, you mm-hmm. know, God's not going to give me more than I can handle. No, the reality is you, you can't. You can't be in those places. It's I've heard people say it's difficult to be a different person in the same environment. Yeah. I would take it a step further and say it's impossible for you to do that. Yeah. Impossible for you to go back to those same places and by your own power, by your own step. power, and to walk in and say, "I 
it's not going to bother me. I'm good. I'm not tempted because in truth, temptation comes from within. Mm-hmm. Uh, James talks about that. When you're yeah. tempted, don't say, you know, the devil made me do it. That temptation came from within. And so honestly, being in situations where we're challenged, where we feel that more has been put on us than mm-hmm. we can handle, that oftentimes is used to reveal to us the temptation that we have cool. to sin. She's I don't like being, right I don't now. like being around these people. It, you know, they always make me so mad. No, you have a, you have an anger issue. Come on. And you're tempted to act in rage towards these people because you have an anger issue. And so God is showing you the I way feel attacked right now. Just so you know, <laughs> I feel attacked. And so God may be showing you the way out, but you're so busy trying to fight to be not in this situation that you're not yeah. even seeing that God's provided a way out. And so come on, I so think, good. and I'm, I'm preaching to myself. So good. That, but it's, it's so necessary for us to really take apart the scripture and apply it. This, this is a weapon. Like you mm-hmm. said, it's an offensive weapon, but if you are trying to come to a knife fight, wait, sorry. You're trying to- <laughs> First off, who invited you to the knife fight? Who has knives and is sending out invitations I to fight? I can't do these. I can't do it. Anyway. You could try to come to the wrong fight with the wrong weapon. Then you're going to mess you're up. You're going to fail. Yes. That's good. Um, man, that's so good. Well, here's another understanding of this verse mm-hmm. is that God will put more on you than you can handle. Um, and that's not just this verse. That's scripture showing us because as we read through the Bible, we see that God consistently allows mm. uh, his people to be overcome and overwhelmed. Um, not because God's vindictive, not because God is um, trying to prove a point to the people for his own sake. Come on. But whenever it's, it's like we have children, in case you didn't know, if you're new to the, the <laughs> podcast, we've got kids. We've got a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. I had to remember their ages. And there are times when our children will be like, I got this. I can do this. I can do this on my own. And we're like, no, you, you really need me to help you. Like, you let me help you. Because what you're trying to get yourself into is going to either hurt you or you're going to just fail at it. You're mm-hmm. not going to be able to do what you're trying to do. No, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. So what do we do? Okay. Okay. We're, gonna, we're going to let you do it so that you can see the area that you need help. Mm-hmm. Not because we're trying to prove a point or be mean, but because, hey, if you want to try this on your own, I'm going to let you try it mm-hmm. on your own. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens in our, in, in our life and in the word more times than not is people want to run away from God and they want to attempt to overcome things on their own. Yeah. And God says, okay, there you go. And then when we're overwhelmed, we're like, why would God make this happen? Like, no, God is wanting you to trust him so that he can overcome. Come on. Like, so that he, uh, God in you can overcome, right? Yeah. God in your situation can bring redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you're overcome and overwhelmed, Know that, yes, God will allow that to happen mm-hmm. so that you understand where your boundary is of your power and your might and where God can step in and do all things. Yeah. Well, and I mean, there's good news in this because God does and will give us more than we can handle, but he doesn't put more on us than he can handle. Come on. And That's I think gospel, the, right? I think the yeah. greatest example of this, and, today, girl. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, to challenge any any misunderstanding of the scripture, mm-hmm. if God doesn't give a person more than they can handle, then what happened on the cross? Come on. Come on. What are you going to tell Jesus? And they said it to him. What did they say? Take yourself down. Yeah. Hey, go ahead. You know, save Which yourself. He could, have. he could have. He could have. But, but, but being God, to, he chose but to not show, to. to show that God's power mm-hmm. did not rely on the works of human beings or Come the on. flesh. So good. He allowed his son, his only son to die on the cross mm-hmm. and he gave his spirit up to his father. He said, into your hands, father. That's I, right. I, I That's ain't got right. no more. There's nothing left. Not a bone being broken in his body. He did it. He allowed himself to be dead mm-hmm. because more was put on him than he could handle. That's but right. you know what? Not more, more was not put on him than what God could handle in the tomb. And so what we see here is this, like God shatters any misunderstanding of that. Oh, really? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to give you more than you can handle. Then I guess I really didn't give Jesus as much 
as we think I gave him. Mm-hmm. No, but but mm-hmm. but his wrath was poured out and it was sufficient. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think there's good news in this, Definitely. that God has given you more grace than you can handle. Come on. Now. He has given you more second chances than you can probably count. And Come he has given now. you more mercy than you even realize. And I'm going to tell you, bro, sis, that's just this morning. That was just when you opened your eyes and took a deep Before breath. Before your feet touched even, the ground. Like he gave all of that to you. You can't handle that. You can't <laughs> handle the truth. You can't <laughs> handle the grace. Um, I love how you I want you. the grace. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. So good. Uh, we're having fun. So if hopefully you're having fun with us. <laughs> no, that's so true. I love, I love that analogy. Like, w- because we do focus so much on the God will never put more on you than you can handle in the negative sense. Because if that's the truth, then God will only put as much grace that you can handle. Like God, because you said God will never put anything, like won't put anything more on you. And so that's so good because we couldn't earn it. We definitely can't handle it. We can't fathom it nine times Mm -hmm. out of 10, Mm -hmm. just how comprehensive the grace of God is as it interweaves in our life. And so that's yes, yes. And yes. You talked about being overwhelmed. And I think not just whelmed. Overwhelmed. overwhelmed i feel quite whelmed you know i'm whelmed like um, i can manage i'm even underwhelmed most of the time i'm very <laughs> i'm very underwhelmed but um but no being overwhelmed like our kids will get to the point where it's like oh i can't do this i think every single time i've i've responded to our son this way is like i will always help you if you come to me yeah you never have to you never have to struggle as much as you're struggling you just come to me and ask for help mm-hmm. and i think that with the lord i feel like he's got that same calm demeanor and i'm not saying i'm always calm about it but he's got that calm demeanor it's like hey i got a way out right here all you yeah. gotta do is look to me I'm, yeah. I'm gonna give you this way out that's right and it may not be what you think it's gonna be and it's definitely not gonna be as much as you can handle but it's, <laughs> it's going to be enough it's sufficient my grace right. is sufficient so good is what his word says so good for my power is made perfect in your weakness and not, not just my power is made good in your weakness my power looks nice yeah my power, my power will make up perfect. for your weakness no no that's not it's not He's not just supplemental. Come on. He's not a supplemental guy. He is a more than enough guy. Come on now. I just need somebody to somebody. shout and run uh, around the room. Going, dude, we're preaching to somebody out there. So Where's the organ? If it's you, I do something like it or yes. share this or something. So yeah. I want to give, <laughs> give an analogy just real quick. Okay, let's do um, this. Before we get into practical stuff. We've been exercising a lot more because we're doing this challenge. Kicking my butt. But... <laughs> but, but, but. Kicking my butt, <laughs> but. Um, so when we're exercising, um, there's this point where we're overwhelming the nervous system okay. and the respiratory system and the circulatory. We're, we're overwhelming it. There's that's why we sweat because our body's like, "What's happening? I'm overheating. I need to cool off." Why is our body an old Jewish? Man? I don't know. Hey, what's, what's going happening? on? Hey, Um Anyway, <laughs> so we're overwhelming the body so that we can teach it and to condition it to rely on what it did last time. So when okay. you go the next time and, okay, I pushed myself, I did 45 minutes of cardio. Okay. You're going to get tired after a certain point. Mm-hmm. And anybody who's a runner, you know, you get that runner's high where like your endorphins kick in. Well then after Never a certain happens. point, you have to push yourself farther or further in your workout Both. to be able to feel that, to be able to, to push the body to grow. Mm-hmm. And the, the whole goal is to be able to condition the body so that the next time you can go farther and farther and deeper and further and push, mm. push more. That's good. When God overwhelms us, mm-hmm. when we feel overwhelmed with, Oh my goodness, God, this is just so much like what I'm dealing with is, you know what? Turn to him because the next time you'll be able to go a little bit further mm-hmm. and you'll be able to turn to him again. And every single time he's growing you to rely on him more, That's not it. to be sufficient unto yourself, That's right. but to say, okay, God, I, I know we, we can just do this a little bit more. Can't we God? We, we can push through this. You, you can empower me more in this. I know that I can withstand the thing that I'm trying not to do. I know you can push me deeper, God. Yes. And that's the whole overwhelming thing that I, I think 
if we can push more into that, just like when you're working out, you push more into that, you're going to enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. You're going to find more joy in sweating your tail off and in feeling sore the next day because you know that you put in all that you could. And I, I wish that we would put all that we could into trusting God instead of trying to do it ourselves. Come on. Again, attacked. But anyway, <laughs> uh, before we move into practicality, you know somebody that needs to hear this. I know some. I needed to hear this today. So uh, if you know someone that needs to hear this, please share this with them. Send it in an email. Mm-hmm. Send it in a text message. Um, do something. Tag them in, the, in a post. Mm. Um, but let somebody know uh, about what we're doing here at the Next With Podcast. So yes. practically speaking, what are some practices that we can do to uh, put this verse into practice? practice? Huh? <laughs> All right. So I'll, um, I'll start. Take the focus off of you. So we said this in a, in a previous episode that your life isn't about you. And that's hard for some people to understand, but your life uh, needs to be, if you're, if you are found in Christ, right? The scripture says you have died and therefore it is Christ who lives in you. Mm-hmm. Right. So how can the life be about you if you're dead? Um, your life is about Jesus. It's about mm-hmm. what God is doing. So when you take the focus off of you while reading these verses, um, not even just while reading these verses, but just in life in general put, and put your focus back on God, put God back on the throne of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, things are going to start to work themselves out in a way where your heart is aligned with the truth of scripture. And so yeah. as you're reading scripture and you feel anything that's, that's puffing you up, it's like, Oh man, you got this. You're the man. You can do it. You're the woman. You no, um, <laughs> that's not the word of God. Cause mm-hmm. God now he, he, God's not there to tear you down, but God's always there to glorify God. Mm-hmm. Like the word of God will glorify the word of God. Yeah. And so you have to know, that though this sounds simple, um, it's really difficult. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to stop overthinking, stop trying to figure out how you can fix everything, how you can do it. And I, I speaking from a man's point of view, um, being one who feels like I have to answer questions and fix things and be the, the doer, super difficult to have to rely on mm-hmm. God and focus on God's work. But yeah. it's necessary. Yeah, that's, that's the good. practice I got. That's for good. So stop, stop focusing on you. I will. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying it to you. I was, uh-huh. I was reminding. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. recapping for all of you. She likes to recap sometimes, so I get the hint. <laughs> Hold on, just a recap. Yes, uh, yes. Stop thinking about Nick. I mean, uh, you. <laughs> Got it. Um, so this Good. this next one, the the final one, we really want to. I think this was the hard. This is a hard one as well. It's not the hardest one. Um, be real about your sin. Be um, real. Yes, this scripture, this this letter to the Corinthian church, and the other letter. A lot of it is Paul. Like, look, y'all, quit it. Knock it off. Quit. Why do I got to say this? I didn't think I had to say it. I guess I got to say it. Um, yeah. And a lot of the word of God in general is that I didn't think I had to say it, but I guess I got to say it. Stop messing up. But it, um, no, but, no. But be real about it. We all, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's there, what is, there is no sin that is surprising to God. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that that brings you a little bit of peace that you're not going to go to God and say, oh, Lord, I did this thing. And he's going to be like, what? God's like, I, oh, I do declare. I cannot believe. I thought you could handle it. No, he's going to say, yes, I know my child. And, and this, this is the way out. Mm-hmm. This is, this is how you get out of this. Yeah. Um, and also no temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. You're not going right. to experience in anything. Um, that's going to be more than what anybody else has gone through. Yeah, nobody's going to look at you and be like, wait, you did what? Right. You were tempted by what? Right. So be real about it. Knowing right. that there's no pressure, that there's no, nobody has this bar set for you. They're like, at least well, they I, shouldn't. I don't think you would ever do that. Um, know that God has, he has the bar exactly where it needs to be just, mm-hmm. just on the ground. Cause it needs to be as low as possible for us. <laughs> um, and he's, he's there to, to receive your confession of your sin. And he's there to bring you into a place of repentance. He's there to help you to usher in 
a spirit of thanksgiving and a spirit of worship. So good. And this is this should be empowering. This scripture should be empowering for you mm-hmm. not to get out of tough situations, but to flee from your sin. Yeah. Sin is one of the hardest things for us to run from. And oftentimes because of that, God is one of the hardest people for us to run to. But Come on. That's so good. there's so much power in being able to say, no, I know there's a way out. And God, I know you're going to give it to me. That's right. I have faith. You're going to give it to me. And, and test him in this. Test him in that. God, you said you were going to give me a way out. God, I'm looking for a way out. I need you to provide it. God, help me. Well, and when he does, because I've felt this, I'm like, God, you said you'd give me a way out of this. And then he provides a way. Well, not like that. God. <laughs> I didn't want that to be the way out. I wanted it to be. So he will give mm, you a way out. Yes. But you have yes. a choice to be humble enough to take it. Yes. And that's it really does start with being real about your sin. Be real yeah. about where you're tempted. Don't be real about where you're tempted. Just there be real about it's it. It's good. So if, um, I don't know, if you've liked this episode, figuratively or literally, <laughs> if there's something in here that has spoken to you, if you've gotten value uh, from this episode, please, 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 please yes. share this with somebody. Please subscribe so that you can get more content. We have new episodes every week. Mm-hmm. Also, um, if you want to know more about the Inner Circle, if you want to join our group of folks who are su- supporting the uh, <laughs> podcast and uh, who are praying for us, who we pray for, who are sharing uh, just in this ministry walk with us, go to www.patreon.com slash Nick Smith podcast and find out more because uh, we want you to roll with us. Yes. So this has been the Nick Smith podcast. We hope you've gotten a dose of real life. No myth. Be Be blessed. blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith podcast. We are so glad that you joined us and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.